Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Welcome to Good People, Cool Things. Today's guest is Julia Taylor, who is the founder of Geek Pack, a community that exists to empower women and girls to change their lives for the better through the power of code, community, and confidence. And Julia wants to dispel that myth that coding's this big old scary monster thing that you need to be able to type like 195 words a minute and you have to be able to to code under intense pressure while there's 45 different alarms going off in the background and be super technical and savvy with computers because none of that's true. Coding is not a big scary monster. It's something that anyone can learn how to do. You got to be willing to put in the work to learn it because there there are some ins and outs to it, but it's super fun the way she breaks everything down and super helpful too for for empowering people that never thought coding was possible. Julia is changing that one person at a time. Her community is largely women, but it's not women only. So if you're a guy and you're like, hey, I'd love to code too, hop on over to the community. Just don't be a jerk. There's really just one rule and it's don't be a jerk, which I think is a pretty good rule for life. So I'm, I'm all for adopting that. We're going to talk all about Julia's travels throughout the United States in an RV with her husband, how she took learning one line of code and turned it into an entire business. And no, it wasn't that easy, but there were some steps along the way she had to take. I know I just made it sound like it was super, super quick and and painless. She's learned so much along the way, and it's really improved her confidence too, which is something that I think is is often overlooked when whenever you're mastering something. It's like, hey, let's give ourselves a pat on the back for accomplishing some cool, amazing stuff. So we're getting into all of that. By the end of this episode, if you don't want to get out and code and learn something new, I don't know what to tell you because I was super inspired with this conversation. If you'd like to get in touch with Good People Cool Things, you can reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast. You can always send an email as well, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. That's me. I'm the Joey, not the Good People Cool Things. That is the job of folks like Julia. For people who don't know who you are, can you tell us your name and your elevator pitch and the type of elevator that you're riding on? Yeah, I love that question. So I am Julia Taylor. I am the CEO and founder of Geekpack, and it is pretty much exactly as it sounds. Geekpack, we are a community, uh, and we are geeky. Uh, we, we like all things tech. Uh, we're primarily women, but we, we do have a lot of awesome guys in our community. Uh, but we are all about uh, learning techie things, you know, learning how to code and, and fix things, problem solving, troubleshooting, troubleshooting, and we we do it together. So so it's not a, a sole activity. I, I mean, to be honest, people do it on their own, but you have a community behind you to support you, encourage you, empower you along the way. Because learning skills is, is a, a lonely thing to do if you're doing it from home and doing it on your own and doing it remotely. Uh, so having a, a community of, of folks around you to kind of help you out along the way, that's exactly what we do. And the elevator that I'm riding, that's such an awesome question. I would say it is a, the, all I can think of is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it is a, it, it's like a very magical elevator that is slow. Um, I, I, I move, I, I move slower than, than some entrepreneurs, but it is moving in the right direction in, in a way that I'm very proud of, 
Um, it is constantly growing and expanding. It's colorful uh, and it's very big because I've got a lot of amazing people around me. Love it. Love it. Love a good uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, really anything from that. So I, I <laughs> appreciate that choice. Now, have, had, was tech something that you were always interested in or was there kind of like a certain something that you stumbled across we were like wait a minute i want to i want to dive more into this yeah it was uh it was there was a a moment in time where where that happened i was not techie at all i i actually have a, a degree in russian uh, i lived in russia for a year i i used to work for the uh, U.S. intelligence community, so I'm I, I have no formal education or formal background in anything tech related, anything computer science, anything coded. I'm I'm completely self taught, but I was I was in a a job a, a nine to five, and my boss asked me to figure out how to do something with our website, and I I have no idea to this day why he asked me of all people. And I, I didn't know how to do what he asked for. So I Googled it and I found a line of code when I Googled it. And I, I took this line of code. I had never seen code before. I, I put it into the back end of this website and hit, hit save and refresh. And sure enough, it worked. And it was in that moment where I thought, well, hang on, you know, is this, is this something I could learn more uh, and, and potentially offer as a service or, or do for a, a remote business? And, um, and that, that's, that's the moment in time where I kind of fell in love with tech. So pretty early on, the, the sort of business gears were turning in your head of like, how could, I, how could I expand upon this? And did it start prior to Geek Pack, uh, prior to founding Geek Pack, had you started kind of like, you know, reaching out like one off to people and, and sort of like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll do some coding for you or like, hey, I'll help you with this other thing. Or how did how did it go from yeah that first initial line of code to now owning your own business? It was it was a very long journey. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it, interestingly when I when I first had that kind of epiphany with uh, with tech and, and that line of code, I initially thought, oh, you know, maybe this is something that I could do remotely, working for a quote unquote real company. Uh, it never once occurred to me for years to start my own business. I, um, I'm what I like to call an accidental entrepreneur. There is not, uh, I, I, did, I, did, I didn't grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have 20 businesses by the time I was 10. Uh, I didn't, none of that. I, I was very comfortable being an employee. I was, um, th that there was, I didn't have a big issue with that. But I did want to be able to work from anywhere uh, because my my husband he's retired now, but he was um, in the military, so we moved a lot. So I was uh, dependent on the location of where I was with him. So my career progression was was pretty much non-existent, and I wanted to work for a remote company so that I could have career progression. And I thought maybe if I learn some tech skills and learn how to code and things like that, then I could work for a tech company that was remote. That, that was my way out, I guess, into, in, into the, the, the remote working lifestyle. And this was back in 2014, 2015. So this was way pre-COVID uh, where, you know, now working remotely is very common. And I tried for a couple of years. I, I learned as much as I could. I took all the, the resources I could find online. I, I, I YouTube stuff. I Googled stuff. I built things. 
but no business would even consider me because I didn't have a degree. I didn't have 20 years experience and all these things. And it was actually a friend of mine who was retiring from the military and starting his own small business. And he said, well, will you build my website? Which I thought was a ridiculous idea because I didn't believe in myself and I didn't think I could do it. But I did. And um, he loved it. And he said, this is what you should do. You should start your own business, uh, building websites for small businesses and and fixing their kind of tech issues because there's a lot. And I, I was very, very reluctant for a long time, but I finally did. And it was about 2017 when my, my business really took off. So very a very long time of me learning and trying and applying for jobs and nothing working before I started my own business. And I, I, I ran an agency and I, I worked for clients. And it was at the end of 2018 when I decided to um, start Geek Pack and get into the education a bit versus working for clients. And then when COVID hit in 2020, since you had been doing this for years, you were like, I'm a remote pro by now. Were you just like open arms and people were, were running to you? I, we did have a, a, a massive amount of growth in 2020. Uh, we we did with the, with the program that we have. And because so many people, particularly women, um, lost their jobs or they had to work from home. They, they had to kind of shift and change what they were doing. Uh, so we did have a, a lot of growth in, in 2020, which was just absolutely amazing that we got to support so many women and, and a handful of really awesome guys um, coming through the program. And, and they started their own online business and they now build websites and fix tech issues and and things like that. So I get to, I get to work with all these folks and and kind of teach them the things that I did, but I, people ask me all the time, well, do you, do you teach your students how to do things the way that you did? And I always laugh and kind of say, well, well, no, because I, I learned a lot of lessons. I made a lot of mistakes. I did things the way that I would never want anyone else to do it. And that's one of the big reasons that I, I created the community and the and the the program that we have because I didn't have that and I everything that I've created is because it's what I wish that I'd had when I was learning um, from the the skills to the curriculum to the community and the community being a big part of it. Um, so yeah, I I didn't um, I everything that I did wrong I've tried to help my students do correctly. <laughs> <laughs> And you mentioned earlier how learning a skill can be such a lonely activity as you're building up those skills and kind of mastering them. And I think the the element of community that Geek Pack provides is sort of unique in that regard, that it that it is like, hey, you're learning a skill and yeah, you might be doing some of the learning on your own, but you've got other people who are at the same stage as you or, you know, maybe a little ahead of you, maybe a little behind of you. And the, I think the feeling, I, I don't know who actually said this quote, but it's just like, you don't have to master anything. You just have to know something better than one person and you can, yes. you can teach it. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll attribute it to, I don't know, Greta Gerwig. I don't think she said that. Sounds but good. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's give her credit for it. Why not? And I, so it, like, it seems like that was a, a pretty big component from the get go, that, that that was something that you wanted of the community element in there. And now as you've continue to grow has it really just kind of become self-sustaining or have you still kind of been able like like how have you helped manage that this growth or is it are you like go and become whatever you're going to become 
The, uh, my team. I have an incredible uh, team. There's seven of us on my teams, and and every single uh, person on my team was a student first, and they they kind of they 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 learned. They went through the community. They believe in the the, the mission and the vision of Geek Pack. They went through it. They saw it for themselves, and they want the same for other. Um, folks that go through the program and join our community. And yeah, I, I think like throughout my entire learning journey, the thing that was the hardest was my fear of asking questions and my fear of being uh, ridiculed or told I, you know, if I was asking that question, I shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. And it, it, it's, it wasn't a, um, it was a, a founded fear because it did happen. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of not very nice people out there. And when you're learning a any skill, but when you're learning a tech skill, something like coding, which is predominantly male dominated, which Hollywood tells you is very hard, and you know all this all this sorts of stuff, it's very intimidating to get into. I was incredibly intimidated to to to, to get into the industry and kind of learn. And I was terrified to ask questions, again, for good reason, because people were mean to me. So when I decided to create a community, it was solely because I did not want other women, other other people to feel the way that I felt. I didn't want them to be discouraged. I didn't want them to be made fun of. I wanted them to feel safe and, and confident that they could ask any question, regardless of how new they were. And know that they would not be made fun of. And that's that is like the entire thing that I'm the most proud of is, is this community that we have that um, there is no such thing as a silly question. There's no such thing as a dumb question. And if anyone in my community is not very nice, they are kicked out immediately. <laughs> there is no warning. And they and they know that. And it's it's provided such an incredible uh, place uh, for people to ask questions and feel safe and, and just kind of put everything out there and see the wins of others and see the, the mistakes of others and see the lessons learned. And, and it's just a big opportunity to kind of um, be encouraged and be supportive and, and be empowered. And that, that's such a big thing about um, learning a, a tech skill is it's, it is very empowering to learn these really awesome tech skills but if you if you don't have that community behind you to kind of support you and encourage you, it can be very discouraging. So we we try to to provide that in in Geekpack. Yeah, I think you run into those types of people in a lot of different communities. Like I'm thinking of being a musician. Like I'll I'll inter or encounter music snobs all the time, where I'm like yes. I'm afraid to mention that I've like ever played on this type of guitar because they'll yes they'll just rip me to shreds and i was like mm, I, don't, I don't think that's necessary here but it does seem especially prevalent in the tech space and it's almost like a like a badge of honor to put someone else down and be like look how much more i know than you whereas with yes. me i'm like hey this is what i know and like what do you know let's share and yeah both get something out of it so lovely to to hear that that that's what's going on i love the gauntlet too one one strike you're <laughs> yeah. out none of the none of the second chances here oh yeah yeah the pandemic introduced a, a new flock of uh, i don't know flocks the right word but a new like type a breed of of uh role that people wanted of this kind of like digital nomad lifestyle uh solopreneurs a lot of people who were like mm, i've 
kind of wanted to start a business. Like the pandemic was was the kick in the pants that they needed for that. And so for a lot of these people who maybe are just their own company, you know, they're just themselves, they're a solopreneur, and maybe they're on the move. They've, I, I actually know a friend who's doing this right now. She's in Austin. Shout out to Jenna, if you're listening. It's uh, probably, I mean, you're probably not because we're just recording the two of us, but <laughs> eventually she'll hear this. Uh, and she she's still working uh, for the company that she was at when she left. She was in California, but has been just basically like every month packing up and renting a spot in the new new place and staying there for a month. And so she's in Austin now. Uh, I think she was in the East Coast a couple months ago and just you know, living that digital nomad dream, but also having work to do. Well, it's not just a vacation the whole time. Like there's still work going on. And that seems to to make like coding seem like an especially good skill for this sort of like on the move lifestyle. And, and you said that was kind of how you picked it up too. So why, like what makes coding so, so good for, for someone that's on the move all the time? You learn how to code even at, you know, a, a, basic level all the way up to, you know, super fancy, super hard sorts of programming languages, regardless of where on the spectrum. But when you learn something like coding, you, you're you kind of activating a, another part of the brain where things just, they're, they're not, they don't naturally come. It does to some people, but for most people, it's not something that you kind of naturally just pick up. So you have to kind of pay attention. You have to have a, an eye for detail. you got to be willing to to give it a try and and have some gumption about learning this thing and yeah things won't work things will break and it just being able to overcome those things you your troubleshooting skills your problem solving skills your google skills go through the roof and just those things alone mean that any issue that you encounter you can probably figure out so I lo- I'm very much of the opinion that if you can initially learn the hard way, then, or quote unquote, the hard way, then anything else that comes your way is kind of a breeze. And I like, I like to teach my students to do things, like I said, quote unquote, the hard way, because then if someone comes to them and says, oh, you know, so-and-so broke, or I've got malware, my site's been hacked, can you, can you fix it? The answer is yes, because they've done so many other things the the hard way. They they know how to figure things out because they've tapped into that part of their brain where it's it's like okay, if I can if I've learned how to code and someone's asking me to do this other thing, I can figure that out. So it, it just it, it increases people's confidence as well. So they know that they've they've done this hard thing. So. Everything else down the line is just way easier to be able to say yes to. So it's it's the it's the practical hard skills that people get from the the, the coding languages to the problem solving, the troubleshooting. But it's also the impractical increasing confidence that massively helps as well. And those two things combined, um, what I feel like I'm a I'm a commercial when your when your powers are combined. <laughs> um, <laughs> then the the opportunities are really endless. So I'm I'm a big fan of learning any um, in the mark in demand marketable tech skill because you you learn that practical skill but you also get the the confidence that goes along with it. You dropped a Google bomb in there of that your Google skills go through the roof. So do you have a favorite yes. sort of Google tip? Uh 
don't stop on page one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, my my first one. Um, there's there's so much out there, and it, it's not always on page one. There's a lot of ads. There's also a lot of like filler keyword stuff that you get on on page one. So I I would I would look further. Uh, there's some some great forums, particularly for coding, that that come up that will have some good uh, some good kind of advice on different things. Um, of course, posting in forums that's where you you might get your not so nice people. Uh, but the um, but and that's where it all comes back to having the community where if someone a client or uh, an employer asks you to do something and you and you say oh yes you know I I can definitely figure out how to do that. You can always come into the community and say, hey, I've been asked to do so-and-so. Has anyone done this before? Can you walk me through it? What would you suggest? And then it's kind of a, a group think rather than them just going at it, trying to figure it out themselves. I think a lot of people see, you, you already mentioned this too, that Hollywood depicts coding in such a way that's like super hard. You've got like the beautiful mind board. Uh, which that wasn't even coding. That was just him doing mathematics. But it's like of that ilk, you know, where it's just like there's so much craziness going on. And it seems like a lot of times these hackers are having to to get into something in like a weird location. You know, it's like while they're they're driving a car or like while they're on top of an igloo or a, an iceberg or whatever the case is. Like they're just pulling out their computer and they're like, all right, give me two more minutes, like blah, blah, blah. And... So I need to ask, first of all, has that ever happened to you where you've you've been on like a, you know, you're on a vacation and then all of a sudden you have to you have to pull out and, and write some lines of code? Uh, as in for a client? Yes. Like has like where I guess where's the most unusual place that you've had to actually code? Oh, gotcha. Uh, well, I, I lived in an RV for a year and a half traveling around uh, the U.S., and there were uh, a handful of times, I'm trying to think where, I, I can't quite remember where I was specifically, um, but fortunately, I did have someone on my team at the time who was able to kind of handle the emergencies. But there's been a, a handful of, of emergencies where uh, a site breaks or malware has, has you know, they've, they've been hacked or something like that. And I've had to go in and, and deal with that. But as far as the oddest place, it, it definitely would have been while I was traveling in the RV, but I can't, I can't think of any specific incident um, in, a, in a specific place that I was. But th- th- that was the fun thing about living in an RV is you're traveling all the time. So where do you get your internet connection? Uh, that was one of the biggest issues that we had was was trying to figure that out and making sure it was good enough to be able to um, fix problems that, that did come up. What's something that surprised you about running your business? That I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I, I, I'm really uncomfortable saying that because I don't really, I'm not very good at uh, giving myself credit. But I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm better at growing a team than I ever expected. Uh, when I first started, I never, I always thought, oh, I just want to, I just want to code all the time. And then I got busy, and I needed to to bring people on to kind of help me out. And ever since starting Geek Pack and and getting into the education side, um, I, I've been able to grow my team even bigger and I, I love it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm better at it than I ever would have expected. So I think that that's been a, a very pleasant surprise. I, I didn't believe it myself from the very beginning, you know, from, from not wanting to build a website for a friend 
to not wanting to start my own business, to not wanting to teach because I'd never taught before. You know, there, there were a lot of uh, internal blocks that were keeping me from going to the next level and, and things like that. But looking back, I'm most surprised that that I've done it and, and that I've, I've, I've done it pretty well. Yeah, give yourself some credit. That's <laughs> thanks. You have done well. You have done well, and I believe if I uh, if my Instagram stalking has has proven correct that we're in the midst of uh, a five day coding challenge. Is that correct? Yes, yes, we are. So if people, of course, this will air after this challenge ends, but I assume there's more on the horizon, and this won't just. This won't be, we're not going to give people FOMO here by, by chatting about it, but what can people expect from that? I mean, I, it sounds like it's five days of coding, but like, what, what do we get inside of it? Yeah. So this is the first time we've ever done the five day coding challenge live. Uh, and it's going incredibly well. We're, we're on day two. And yes, if for anyone who's watching, uh, listening to this in the future, it's going so well that we've already decided to do it again in a few weeks and we will continue to because it's, it's generated so much interest uh, and, it, and so many people have gotten excited about it that, you know, it's kind of a reminder for us that there's, there's so many um, folks out there who will never consider that coding is something that they could do. And, and this gives them the opportunity to just try it out and see what it's like, but they do it in a community. So we, we kind of bring those two things together where they're learning a skill and they're doing it in a community with, with supportive folks around them and answering their questions and they get to show off what they learn. And so yesterday we, we kicked off and there's this very, very amazing tool that I absolutely love. It's called Inspect Tools and it's, it's free. You, you have it in any internet browser. But you can effectively um, look at the back end of a website, any any website. You don't have to have you know admin rights to be able to see it, but you can you can kind of inspect the code and, and see how websites are built. So we start with that and kind of show them some cool ways to to change how websites look. Of course, it's not live. You're you're only changing what you can see, and it just kind of gives people the the option to go. Oh, you know websites aren't like this big scary thing and, and no one it, it, it just lets people see that there's it, it's not that scary on the back end of a website and and you can change things and you can see what that looks like and it, it kind of gives them an overview of okay this whole coding thing isn't what hollywood makes it out to be maybe i can learn this and we try to make it as fun as possible and we've had fantastic kind of um, feedback so far. And uh, today, day two, ironically, we started out with a big tech, uh, like kind of tech issue. So it, it's one of those things where when you when you go when you go live in general, there's one complication, you're going live, so things can go wrong. And things did go wrong this morning. <laughs> and then you're, you're teaching live, which is a whole nother element that comes in because, you know, you're already nervous about going live and you got to, you know, make sure you're able to share your screen and, and do the things that you're, you said you were going to do. And then the third component is you're teaching tech live. So those three things, all of those went wrong this morning. And you know what? It, it took us a few minutes to kind of 
figure out the niggles and and figure out what went wrong and figure out how to fix it and and support each other and the the support and the love that we got in the comments for people saying don't worry take your time be patient you know we appreciate you doing what you're doing it just goes to show that we we've created this community where where people are just kind and they're they're just good and they're patient and they are appreciating that we're putting in the time to teach this skill to see if if, if it's something that they love so we had, we had a good time this morning with the um the kind of panicking of, of tech not working and uh and we but we did some some teaching this morning we still got a good half hour of uh of teaching we started with html this morning tomorrow we're going into css which is like adding all the styles and making making stuff on websites look good think um button colors and font size and background images and things like that uh and then we'll wrap up uh thursday we're gonna bring those two together html and css and and build out a kind of very basic website. Uh, and then on Friday, we're going to talk about how you go from like hard coding using just coding languages and how that converts over to something like WordPress, um, a, a content management system where it, it makes website building a whole lot easier and what that kind of means for learning to code. And we kind of, we're, we're going to try and kind of bridge that gap. So we, we give, we show people the opportunity where yeah, learning to code is awesome. And once you have these skills, what's next? What's the next opportunity? How could you use these skills to achieve your why, to, to work from home, to work while you travel? So we'll, we'll kind of wrap it all up on Friday. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to the, the next one. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Now we're going to take both a metaphorical and I guess a literal left turn here uh, because you're almost off the hook, but we always like to wrap up with a top three. And we've talked about life in the RV. You were traveling a year and a half across the United States. So what were your top three travel destinations? Oh, let's see. Well, uh, my first is going to be Durango, Colorado. And um, that is now where we live. Um, we, one of the main reasons that we decided to travel was to figure out where to settle, um, and where we wanted to, to live. And we started in North Carolina and we knew we wanted it to be somewhere out West. And we, we had been through Durango once before and we, we went through it again and, and just fell in love with it. So, um, that that's always top. Uh, I just love where we are and it's such a, an amazing place to live. Um, the next I would say would probably be Moab, Utah, or really anywhere in Southern Utah. Utah is, is absolutely gorgeous, but there's something about the, the red rocks of, of the Moab area. that's just breathtaking. And it, it is a, a pretty touristy place. It's gotten a lot more crowded since COVID. So when, and it's three hours from where we live. So when we go, we, we love to go to the, the, the places where not as many people go to. So we, we kind of have our our secret places that we get to go to and, and still enjoy the, the natural beauty without too many people around. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next place I would say is probably anywhere in Idaho. Um, Idaho is one of those states. It, it's like a, a beautiful secret. Not many people go. Uh, it's not, there aren't that many um, people there. And that the wilderness is just absolutely breathtaking and um anywhere in in idaho anywhere the wilderness in idaho is is amazing uh the the people are fantastic it's just a, a beautiful state love it idaho is definitely on 
my list. I, I yes, it's not easy to get to from Austin, Texas. So, uh, but someday, someday it'll happen. No big glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Well, Julia, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast, chatting all about Geek Pack. If people want to learn more, if they want to get signed up for the next five-day coding challenge, where can they go for more? The best place is just geekpack.com. And, and everything that we, we do and, and offer is there on the website. Very simple. Well, thank you once again. This was a blast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And of course, we will wrap up with a corny joke, as we always do. Did you hear about the programmer who died in the shower? <laughs> no. They've read the shampoo bottle instructions. Lather, rinse, repeat. Get after it today, people. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Dot com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 